Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Welcome to episode 34 of the interview chair. Who is moving the big rocks? However, a quick reminder before we jump into today's episode. Do you want to avoid the scramble in January to put your hiring processes in place? Well, now is the time to prepare for the next hiring season by putting in a new hiring framework with proven effective practices to get better results. And do you want to know the secret to transform your hiring process? Well, then join me in Chicago on October 24-25th as I unpack my 12 strategies to hire for excellence. These strategies ensure candidates leave interviews thinking, I would give anything to work for that organization. We are one month away, my friends, and I am thrilled to see that school and district leaders from Illinois, Iowa, Ohio, Louisiana, and New York are already registered. Don't miss out. I am confident that you will not be disappointed. So register today at jimmycasas.com. Hurry, slots are filling up fast, my friends. Now let's get back to today's episode. Let me begin by saying this. The more time I spend working in schools and working with educators, I've come to believe that we are all responsible for the climate and culture of our organizations, regardless of our role. No one person can bear all that responsibility and sustain it over time. I believe that teachers and principals and district office administration are all responsible for the climate and culture of an entire school community. In high-performing cultures, all three levels of the community take responsibility and own their part. They are also strategic and aligned in their practices. These three levels, the classroom, the building, and district office, must see themselves as one community, all impacting the overall culture. This larger community behaves as one, and they are intentional in replicating processes and protocols and frameworks at each level and across each community. Now, you've heard me speak of these in previous episodes. The power of why, delegation, one-two-four process, perimeter leadership versus inner leadership, managing complex conversations, and many others. At each level, these three areas affect the morale and performance of each staff member, which I identify as system, people, fire. Now think of the system as your big rocks, your people as where we lift the big rocks together, and the fire as where we are simply kicking the pebbles down the road. In a healthy system, each level is working on its big rocks, the strategic plan, the school improvement plan, and essential learnings, and lifting the big rocks together with its people the majority of the time. High-performing cultures recognize that success lies in every educator growing and developing their staff and students from the heart of a teacher. After all, that is where we all began our careers. We invest time in our people, 
and work on their skill sets and their mindsets and their tool sets and even their heart sets. By following this process, we can minimize the number of daily fires which can be exhausting. When we work on our people, we are simultaneously working on our system. With each undercurrent we mitigate or avoid altogether, we reduce our workload and therefore our stress level. On the contrary, in an unhealthy system, each community works in isolation. We are independent of each other, fail to align our practices, rarely work on our big rocks, and spend time on the perimeter pointing fingers. Rather than work on our people, we blame them when we don't get the results we want. We find ourselves so overwhelmed from putting out a multitude of fires that we rarely have time to grow and develop our people, thereby ignoring our larger systemic responsibilities. The lack of support many educators experience often leads to morale and performance issues. I will admit that I have a soft spot for the building leader. I'm not going to apologize for that. You don't spend 22 years serving in that role without walking away with a significant amount of battle scars that would make even the strongest of MMA fighters question their toughness. I am very familiar with the daily obstacles that my colleagues face in their work, navigating the many duties that come with a position that some days can seem insurmountable. Now, my intent is not to minimize the significant challenges my fellow leaders face, regardless of their job responsibilities in the school district. I know this. A lifetime is not enough to master all the challenges that we face. It is simply that I can empathize easily with the emotional toll they experience having been through it myself for over two decades. However, the compassion I feel for my fellow principals does not prevent me from maintaining the highest standards for their work. Truthfully, I am inclined to expect more from them because I know the impact they can have on others, including students and families and their colleagues. I am grateful that you allow me to serve you today in my role as a leadership coach. I promise you, I never take that for granted. So let me first encourage my fellow building administrators to see yourselves as one part of a system within the larger system. And with that comes three very important responsibilities. The first being to carry the banner for your district office colleagues at all times. When we as building leaders speak negatively about the district office staff, it hurts the relationship with our administrative colleagues and promotes mistrust. If all three communities are modeling this behavior, it can quickly fragment the system. Remember when you were asked in the interview chair how you would work with the central office or the administration if you were given a directive you did not agree with? None of us said that we would throw our respective staff or team under the bus with negative comments or blame them or worse yet, tag them with an all-too-common they label. Second, we must be intentional in aligning our systemic practices with those of the district office with integrity. Part of the systemic practices will require us to commit to working on our people whenever we find ourselves in the fire. Therefore, district office personnel must display excellence in the way they implement initiatives, address concerns, build capacity, support district staff, or 
create a sense of belonging for all staff so that these processes can be replicated at the building and classroom level. What we model is what we get, my friends. Third, to accept that there will be times when our district office colleagues lose their focus and disregard their systemic resp responsibilities. It happens. But when it does happen, because we can predict it will, we as building leaders must stay the course and continue to work on our internal systems within the larger system. Effective building leaders are not critical of another level within the system. Instead, we focus on controlling what we can control, and that is to ensure we continue to model a system of excellence within our own building, or for teachers in the classroom. So, let me try and sum this up. Imagine the following visual. You are in a theater. I want you to see the balcony in that theater at the 30,000 foot view, the floor seating at the 10,000, and the stage at the 1,000 foot view. This is how I want you to see yourself as a classroom, building, or district leader, and then ask yourself, where are you spending the majority of your time? On the stage? on the floor, or in the balcony. At the building level, prior to becoming principals, most principals served as assistant principals, and therefore, you are comfortable and in many cases feel confident kicking those pebbles around at the thousand-foot stage level because that is where you lived for so many years. And oftentimes, this can fool us, giving us the feeling that we are working hard and getting our to-do list checked off. But here is what we don't see. When the entire admin team is on the stage and putting out fires all day long, no one is moving the big rocks. Moreover, as principals, we are modeling poor practices for our APs. We don't mean to, but rather we convince ourselves that we are helping them because they are overwhelmed. However, we are not preparing them for the next steps. Our job as principals is to model the importance and help our APs understand why we must spend the majority of our time in the balcony moving the big rocks because that is how we inspire the entire theater or in this case, impact the entire system. So, what are your big rocks? Are you focused on them? Get back to the 30,000 foot balcony view this week and recalibrate your vision with your team. Those who spend the majority of their time at the thousand-foot view eventually burn out. Never lose sight that we are all teachers, so move to the 10,000 floor level in order to teach because you will need help with the heavy lifting and then quickly climb back up to the balcony and refocus on those big rocks. By doing so, you send a strong message that by working on our system together, we can accomplish anything, and more importantly, send an even stronger message that we are all responsible for moving the culture and climate of our campuses. But this starts with the classroom, building, and campus leader focusing on the big rocks. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair. Because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be 
sure to check out my website at jimmycostas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts to ensure you never miss an episode.